The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Uh, conversion therapy is now officially prohibited in the city of Edmonton. City Council voted unanimously on the bylaw that bans the practice. Now, this completes the work that was supported by council in mid August that set a $10,000 fine for any business that attempts to change someone's sexual orientation. Dr. Christopher Wells is the Canada Research Chair for Public Understanding of Sexual and Gender Minority Youth at Grant McEwen University. He was an advisor to the city on this bylaw. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Wells. My pleasure. All right, it's being called the most comprehensive bylaw of its kind in the country on this Human Rights Day. How big of a day, how big of uh, news is this, Chris? I think it's a major uh, accomplishment and one that um, all Edmontonians can be very uh, proud of because it makes our community uh, a safer, much more inclusive uh, place to be to really uh, end the the practice of conversion therapy once and for all. Um, No matter who does it or where it occurs, it'll be banned in the city of Edmonton. Dr. Wells, for those who don't know what conversion therapy is, what is it? What happens during the process? Sure. Conversion therapy is basically um, a discredited, uh, dangerous practice that um, suggests that you can uh, repair, fix, or cure a person's sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression. So treatments uh, over uh, the years have ranged everything from uh, electric shock to chemical castration to even lobotomies that were Mm. performed um, to more modern forms that uh, include aversion therapy, um, uh, talk therapy, or um, what's been called uh, pray away the gay, Mm -hmm. where you pray uh, over someone to uh, change or, or even still to this day perform things like uh, spiritual exorcism to drive out those gay uh, demons that are possessing a person. You know what, um, Dr. Wells, uh, a few months back when, well, I guess it was longer than that, it was probably about a year ago when um, this was, was picking up steam, I had a guest on who who went through some conversion therapy and then got out of it. He, he escaped from it. Um, and even talking about it years later, it was very emotional, very, very tough for him. And the fallout from it was, was still a challenge. Is, is that what you hear? Like, is that a, a common story? Yeah, unfortunately it is. Uh, Many people who are dealing with various forms of uh, lifelong uh, trauma or post-traumatic stress, um, you know, imagine having to uh, change fundamentally who you are to deny your identity, you know, your feelings, your uh, self-expression, to gain acceptance from your family, your faith, or your cultural uh, community. Mm -hmm. Um, It's simply the, the wrong message, you know, we really need to be focusing in as uh, on accepting people for for who they are. That they don't need to change to fit in. It's the the culture or or group that needs to change. Where do you know that it is? Uh, where is it that it's still being practiced? Has it gone underground? Because I, I've been reading reports that um, that it's you know maybe not as public as it once was. Yeah, certainly the, uh, the the nature and and the methods of conversion therapy have changed. It's it's a much more covert, so you you can't really you know um, walk down downtown and find somebody that will be advertising the service. Quite frankly, they if they were a health professional, they'd lose their license to practice. That's 
because it's deemed so uh, unethical and, and there's no research any in the world that supports uh, um, uh, the practice of conversion therapy. Um, uh, and so, it, you know, it largely happens in um, certain faith communities mm-hmm. or cultural communities where there's still this strong uh, anti-LGBTQ belief that it's, it's a sin or that, um, you know, the person's disordered or to gain any acceptance in their, their faith community that they have to change. And so, unfortunately, we know that this is uh, still happening, and it's usually um, uh, young people or young adults that uh, are the most uh, frequent uh, targets. Mm. Um, now, with this uh, with this bylaw that bans the practice of conversion therapy, there, there won't be, like, how will this work? There won't be investigators out there looking for people. It, this is really a, uh, going to be based on a complaint system. How do you see that unfolding? Yeah, that's generally how bylaws work. Yeah. Um, um, you know, I, I think it's really important. How, you know, the city council has t- told Edmontonians that if uh, you've experienced conversion therapy or you know someplace where it's happening, there are now mechanisms to report it, and there are some very serious consequences, including uh, you know a fine, the maximum fine of up to ten thousand uh, dollars, and uh, and or um, you know jail time uh, potentially as well. So, uh, city council has gotten very serious about. Um, uh, about this issue, given uh, the gravity of the consequences that uh, you know you've uh, already described, so um, it's it's really about um, uh, encouraging people to come forward um, and report this. Do you think that's going to be difficult for for people, though? It may be. It yeah. may be, and 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 generally, you know, there is a I think a two year statute of limitations okay. with bylaws. So, uh, you know, that somebody may have been experiencing it, but it. It, it may take a year or more before, you know, they're actually able to process what happened to them and, and they still could come, uh, come report at that time. Uh, but I also think it means that things like, uh, conferences that are held that are bringing forward, uh, speakers that still promote and practice conversion therapy from the United States or other parts of the country or world, um, you know, we're telling them they're not welcome in Edmonton. And if they bring that message to Edmonton, and they share it, well, somebody could file a complaint uh, under this bylaw. Uh, Vancouver enacted its um, conversion therapy bylaw about 18 months ago. There's been, from what I understand, no investigations launched, uh, no fines levied. What does that tell you? Yeah, well, Vancouver's bylaw is very different than the one in Edmonton. Edmonton has a standalone bylaw. It's very detailed. It's very comprehensive. All that happened in Vancouver was um, they simply amended a line in their business licensing, uh, mm. you know, requirements. And so Edmonton's bylaw is much broader, although, you know, you hear the word business. Business is defined to um, include any community group, any nonprofit, any uh, association of people, any, uh, basically anyone or any organization that engages in conversion therapy in the city of Edmonton will be subject to this uh, bylaw. So it is by far the most comprehensive wow. uh, in the country, and in fact, it's more comprehensive than the provincial legislation that we see that um, only usually uh, targets um, health professionals. And, and in every case, um, um, it's only been uh, targeted towards minors at the provincial level. So Edmonton has uh, really set the bar not only for uh, Canada, but for uh, other um parts of the world when they're looking at banning this practice. You talked about uh, the minor aspect of this. Uh, Councillor Zadok tried to have the, the wording of the bylaw changed to include only minors. No one uh, seconded his motion on that. What do you make of that? 
Well, I think that was a strong statement from council that if we believe that this is a, a dangerous and uh, discredited practice, well, uh, we should be protecting all of our citizens. You know, no one can really consent in something that uh, to something that's proven not to work. Right? There's there's no scientific basis or validity behind this notion of conversion therapy. It's a fraud, and it's um, um, you know the consensus is that it's not only a discredited practice, but it's an incredibly harmful practice. You know, people who've under undergone conversion therapy have taken their own lives because of it. Chris, I I, I have to address some text, some questions coming in on the text line. Sure. Okay, um, and and there's a number of them. All right. Um, and it says, I have, it says, I have a gay friend who doesn't want to be gay. Um, and as a Christian, I pray with him. Is that considered conversion therapy? There's a number of people texting in about what if someone who is gay and doesn't want to be gay anymore wants to go through conversion therapy on their own. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, no one uh, can go through conversion therapy because it quite simply doesn't work. So, you know, what what the, the bylaw does allow for, certainly, is uh, those practices that uh, affirm and support an individual to come to terms with their identity. Um, you know, that's absolutely acceptable, and it's very important that people know that they're not uh, uh, alone. But what we're trying to do is remove the stress and the stigma uh, that's often associated with being LGBT in certain, you know, groups or certain communities where, again, it's still seen as a sin or a disorder. That's completely the wrong message, and that's a dangerous message. Other Alberta uh, communities are are looking at this as well. Uh, Can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. We see a strong uh, movement here in uh, Alberta around conversion therapy. So um, Short Park was the first to pass a, a bylaw in Alberta and became the second municipality in the country after Vancouver. But their bylaw um, only focuses on minors. Um, and so um, Edmonton has now become the third municipality. And St. Albert is uh, bringing their bylaw, very similar to Edmonton's, uh, forward to their city council next week. Um, Spruce Grove, Fort McMurray, and Rocky Mountain House have are also at various stages of bringing bylaws uh, forward. And um, we've heard that uh, Calgary City Council has committed to bring forward a, a notice of a motion to create a bylaw there in uh, the early new year. Uh, one more question for you, Chris, before I let you go. There's uh, another text that just came in, and we talk about, uh, you know, business who are focused on, on on doing this, and we know that uh, a lot, uh, or some, you know, some of this this conversion therapy can be, you know, uh, through um, some, some strong faith-based uh, communities. Someone wants to know um, if the bylaw includes churches. It does, absolutely. It, it is, the bylaw includes uh, any organization, any group, religious or not, that uh, would practice conversion therapy uh, in the city of Edmonton could be subject to uh, a penalty or a fine of $10,000. All right. Uh, Dr. Wells, I always appreciate uh, talking to you, and uh, thanks for joining me in, uh, on, this, on this topic today. Really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. It's, uh, you know, it's a great day for Edmonton as a human rights city to uh, stand uh, alongside uh, some of our most vulnerable citizens to, you know, create a community that values and cares about everyone. So um, I think a special shout-out and congratulations to Councillor Paquette, mm-hmm. who is the one who initiated this motion, um, and to see uh, Edmonton City Council be united and unanimous uh, in their support is, uh, is a, a great achievement. Thank you so much, Dr. Wells. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. My All pleasure. Right.